0: on all the things that are happening now. I I am aware that that a crew of our, uh, some of our guys are away at an encounter right now in Florida. Sunny Florida. While we are here in the snow belt and all my little deer, like I've claimed an area around our house of deer that I'm like they're not going to starve in the name of Jesus. I don't know if anyone else is praying over them but I'm claiming them because they need to serve a purpose if they're going to die, like on my mantle or in my belly or something like that. But I don't know. I mean, the, the word the word talks about having um, um, just, a, I think, basic love is like being kind to like animals and things like that. If we can't do that, then I guess there's an actual problem there. So hope you enjoyed the uh, time of worship. The words were just really, really intense and um, Sometimes it's hard to get around. We're going to continue on the theme, obviously. It's Love Day. Uh, not necessarily, obviously, because I used to pride myself, I don't care if it's Christmas, I'm going to preach whatever God says. And we've been going towards these walls, and Lord Lord's like, love break time. I'm like, okay, we are going to stop and do that. Um, but the, the words as we were worshiping, um, you might have noticed, what was different about worship today, Anyone? I was going to say like no like come on drums first. Now obviously the drums would be would be like would really stand out. We don't have that. So um just because these guys are away and it was an opportunity like to just okay, you know, what this can be a little bit sweeter time and I hope that everyone had an opportunity to maybe not so much focus on the that the dynamic that was being built because I think it's easy for musicians to pretend well not pretend to Make it sound like that God's anointing and his power is there, even if it might not necessarily be because the music kind of like, oh, you know, like God shows up when it reaches boom. It's like, no, God shows up because he loves us, and as soon as we gather, he is here. And so, just a really neat thing. I, I wanted to get up and play, but the Lord's not letting that happen in this. I really worked hard to get here early enough to do that. <laughs> I'm not blaming you or anything. I, I really worked terrible but it was just like, okay, Lord. In this season, I guess it's not—it's not going to happen. So, so good morning, and uh, just uh, for those that were here yesterday, we there was a memorial service for Miss Faye's brother, Ivan. Ivan, I guess it'd be pronounced—is it Fenogle? Yes. Okay. And uh, just uh, missed an opportunity to know someone, but I'm thankful that I have forever to know many of these folks. That that have a relationship with the Lord, and and leave the planet. It's like, there's, so, there's only certain, so many guaranteed things in life. And unfortunately, one of the most guaranteed things in life is not the happiest thought. Uh, but, you know, we came into this world, it was God's intention that we would never lose this body, that it, we'd always look 23 to 25, which obviously, you know, it's like, we are, that we would look forever like that and and yet because of sin, because God in his love allowed mankind to make their own decisions and not control boy it's hard you know it's like if we're when we love someone and we think that we know what the best thing is to try to keep them from being hurt that we'll tweak things and like i don 't want them to, you know, to to fall I don 't want them to be hurt, but God God is not. He, God is love. We're going to see that because that's what he is. It's who he is. But our understanding of love uh, probably needs to be tweaked a little bit. So we're just going to trust that the Holy Spirit does that this morning. Amen. So again, a big thank you to all those that helped out um, with, with yesterday. And um, I know the youth ministry is continuing on. You guys know the Dates for all that. I I'm, as far as announcements, there's a Bible study. When did you say, Tanya? It is Wednesday is a ladies' study, and Thursday is a is a men's study. And all right, that's good. Yes. And there's pie downstairs, and I am not in the season of pie like Jesus with the season of figs when he went to the fig tree and there were no figs. I can go to the pie, but the pie can't come into me because I if that happens I reached an all-time high in my life that I don't want to ever reach again so with that if we could open our Bibles to uh, the book of first John the book of first John uh, chapter 4 first John chapter 4 we're taking a little bit of a, a respite we've been pushing ahead fighting giants and uh, attacking walls and just doing a lot of stuff and God has to every so often remind us that we are not human doings, but we are truly human beings, and that we cannot actually do anything to add to God or to bring him any more pleasure than being his children. And that's sometimes a difficult concept to get around, because uh, in this world where performance is applauded and rewarded, and I'm not saying that it's, it's bad to perform. No, I mean... Uh, but but a healthy person is going to do naturally, but it's so much more difficult to get the being part right. Knowing and experiencing the love of God actually has to do with being, which you could even say is a play on words. The depth, the depths of our being, who we really are. If we are not established in God's love, we will be weird. We will. Treat people wrong, we will have issues. We will struggle with fears and things like that. And Miss Amy did us a tremendous job talking about a lot of that as she transitioned us out of worship. Thank you, Miss Amy, for that. First John four eight. I'm picking up. You'll notice that some of these verses you you would want to go back if you want to read the complete context of this. I I'm again I I I don't I don't recommend that you just pick and choose as you're reading through the Bible but there is a very definite theme, and some of the in-between verses kind of like piggyback on something else. And I'm not, at this moment, focusing on our love for God. You know, we hear so often that you need to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and it's really like this. You need to love a God. I'm sorry. With all your heart and soul, mind, and strength. And I guess I could do that. I would probably make a really good, having, being Italian and such, if I could fake it really well, I could do that sort of thing, I suppose. And there's nothing wrong with someone that that, can do that. There's some great preachers and I'm I'm not one that can do that. But but God is not speaking to us about loving him this morning yet. He's speaking to us about experiencing his love. Again it's the being part. We can only love and you'll see at the end as he first because he first loves us. That's the only reason that we can do that. So God is love. God has shown us his love by sending his only son into the world so that we could have life through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the payment for our sins. We have known and believed that God love, loves us. God is love. It's repeated, for 4, sixteen. Those who live in God's love live in God, and God lives in them. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. The person who lives in fear doesn't have perfect love. We love, or we can only love, I could say. We love because he first loved us. And Father, I pray right now, Lord, for my brothers and sisters that are here today and anyone that would be hearing this maybe later on a a recording. God, that you would just do an amazing thing, and that your spirit, whenever these words are heard, would just go before us and open our hearts and just tenderize our hearts, Lord, to you. Lord, that we would, we would be in a place where we could actually receive and experience the love of God that, that you desire to shed abroad in our hearts by your Holy Spirit. God, I pray that this morning, as we are together, and again, as whenever we listen to this, God, that you would give us a a deep, deep knowing, knowing that we know that we know that we are intensely, completely loved, and that we would never again, though we be tempted, we would never again base whether or not the love of God is for us, whether or not his intense love is for me, and I can experience that, that we would never base that on, on circumstances again, I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen so many of us interpret the love of God and interpret who God is and what we're hearing through our woundedness because if we have lived at all on the planet, we have had experienced enough negative to be able to twist the love of God into something that it actually is not. And to be able to keep us from really experiencing the fullness of that love. And I share that whenever I see um, a young person in particular that's so confident, whether they're on stage, I don't have to be on stage, but, but whatever, it, like interacting and talking is such, I look and I say, I know there's a wholeness there, a wholeness, that is based upon either something that was put in them by their parents or the fact that they've experienced a deep healing so that the, the the so that that person is so confident that I'm loved that that I can be confident with others, not arrogant. There is a definite difference. It's not just being outgoing and interacting. It's it's knowing that you know. It's like I can be vulnerable to you because there's nothing that you can do. There's nothing anyone can do to diminish who I really am, because my Father intensely, intensely loves me and sends me flowers when I'm six in first grade. So Jesus, God's Valentine. I realize, you know, it's like... (laughs) I realize that we could pick apart some of these things. It's like Valentine and church and all that. It's kind of like the Reckless Love song. Like, we just need to take a chill pill sometimes. Some of us, we look, God's love is not reckless. It's very intentional. It's like... I understand that, and I can get analytical and all that, but God wants us to see that he took a radical chance when he created us, that we would not love him back. And in that way, we could say, you know, that, that love is reckless. And I, I realize that we could analyze it away. But just, but just, like, don't have, just want to encourage you, don't have, like, ridiculous, ridiculously strong opinions about things that really don't matter that much. And that offend or turn others away. It's like the, the, the people I'll, I'll listen to like some amazing message on YouTube, and then I'll just happen to scroll down a little bit. This person's a devil worshipper, the son of the devil, and I' just like, and I'm like, "You've got to be kidding me. Like, is this your ministry to like tear someone apart? Like, because they said something wrong or whatever, it's like chill. People are really good at not showing love, but we want to try to get. We want to experience the love of God that we can actually show his love to others. Amen. So we have been in a pretty intense uh, season of mission, I guess you'd say, and the 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 trouble or the challenge with talking about conquering giants and things that we do is again just that 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 somehow it defines us whether or not we have attained a certain level, a certain degree. Um, I was just listening to someone again that um, a, a preacher that is actually could have like six doctorates and God won't won't let him have one just because he's like no this is not for you because I know and you know that y- you could not do this without me and so it's like you're not allowed to do that and then there's others it's like it's fine you know like you could call me doctor if you want I don't know why you would but you could <laughs> Dr. Mike Dr. Pastor Uncle Deacon brother I'm not well, okay, I do surgery sometimes. But my type of surgery, my surgery is after it's down, and I take my scalpel, and I begin to work. I'll stop, okay. So, every so often, we need a reminder. We need a reminder that it's not about what we do. Let's say this. It is, well, no, let me think. Let me, let me arrange how we're going to say this. I am not a human doing. Can we say that louder? I am not a human doing. I am a human being experiencing God's love. Okay, maybe that will help. Me. So our captain, Jesus, um, who is in charge of our advancement, everything that we do to advance in life it always has to be in the context, I think I shared this last week, of our relationship with Jesus Christ, and being settled in his love for us. So just a question. Are you established, it's a rhetorical question, you'll have know, to raise your hand and run down. Are you, is your heart established in the fact that God loves you intensely and that there's nothing you can do to mess that up and that the things that we've experienced, sometimes, you know, it's like you want to say, God, what the, <laughs> yes. I <laughs> know, I think it's, God, what in the world? Is is going on, and it's like there's only one instrument, only one um, true compass to determine whether or not Jesus God loves us. Jesus is, is that, but I kind of give it away. Jesus is God's Valentine to us. What he did on the cross is the only thing we're gonna we're just gonna get to that. So, so God, this this verse uh, that I shared, the first uh, John four eight does not start with God is love. Um, but I think it might even actually end with it, and I just picked it up. God is love. Because that is where we're going right now, is God is love. And we are the recipients, the sole beneficiaries of this radical love. God's love is not talk, but action. For God so loved that he gave. He gave his all, he gave his only, and he gave his best. So Jesus is God's valentine to us, and I just want to look at that very first one. If you can go ahead, Justin, the very first thing. Just want to take some time and, and focus on the fact that God is love. Actually, just ahead. There we go. That God is love. And you notice, and I put periods after this because that, that emphasis is for a reason. Because God is love, period. I could have made the period big. Could have put a smiley face like that. I don't know how to do all that. I'm like, God is love. And so, okay. 1 John four sixteen. We have known and believed that God loves us. God is love. Psalm 86, 15. Just giving you some examples here. I know we know this, but I, I'm, hope, I'm believing that this is going to um, get driven a little bit further down into our spirit. But you, O oh Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. We're beginning to define a little bit. I realize... What Abby read, in fact, maybe I'll, I will read it. I have my sheep read out of the Passion Translation beginning with uh, 1 Corinthians 13. I did not go to 1 Corinthians 13 right away, but I do have this ready ready to go. So, in Exodus 34, verses 5-7, through 7, there was a man named Moses. Now, Moses was not born again like you and I are. He doesn't... He His... He was a man that was under the law, that was living, living um, in faith to what you and I are experiencing today on this side of the cross. Moses was over here, B.C., and God dealt differently with people over there, unless you got really close to God, like Moses did, like Joshua. Remember Moses was in the presence of God like for 40 days? And whenever Moses left, it said that Joshua just hung out in the presence of God. Which, uh, the amazing thing is, in the, if we look in the Old Testament and we look at what we, could, we would try to derive, what, what is the nature of God revealed in the Old Testament? We would think that God is like mad. He's like, go into Jericho and wipe them all out men, women, children, like Anakin. I hate them, you know, sorry. You know, go in and wipe, wipe them out. And, we'll, and, you know, it's kind of like God. He's like, I thank God Jesus came along to like stand between me and. The father, otherwise he'd want to wipe me out too. No, no, no. That's not what was going on. And there is something that helps when we think of that. I'll just say this really quick. When God was wiping out these people, these people were not humans like you and I. The, the lineage of giants that was on the earth was a, was a morphed, breed that could not did not love God would not experience the love of God very evil very evil and the lineage had to be wiped out and so that's why God dealt so radically with that but if we look in the Old Testament again back to Moses Moses was someone who knew the Ten Commandments and he's just like man and if we I remember struggling this when I first came to the Lord I I remember I was saved at 18 I shared my experience how it was kind of a radical deal and I had been going to church, we were raised Catholic, and I would go, and when I went back to the Catholic church, I could see the gospel everywhere, although I didn't believe it in, that, in the setting where I, where I grew up, God had to do something outside, so, uh, like, the gospel is actually there, might be other stuff, but the gospel's there. And so, and so, I gave my life to the Lord immediately, I'm like, okay, Mom, hey, I'm just going, I'm going to be out a while, and, and she's like, I want you back at 10 o'clock. I'm like, what? I want you back at 10 o'clock. You're a Christian now. Christians should be back at 10 o'clock. And I remember struggling with this whole thing of like, oh, if I'm a Christian, I need to get it together. I need to get my act together and do it right. And if I mess up, if I'm back at 10.01, it's like, you know, the love of mom is not upon me anymore. Mom, I'm sorry. You know, it's like, so isn't that interesting how the enemy already tries to get his hook in it's like, Mike, it's not about the fact that, that God poured out his love and saved you from hell and, and all that. It's not about any of that. It's about the fact that you need, to, you need to walk on the street and narrow, and if you mess up, then God has no time for you. That is, a, that is a more demonic strategy than the devil coming in here and trying to eat us or whatever it is. Because we would look at him and say, get him, you know, file on the devil. But, but he doesn't reveal himself like that. It's, he doesn't even reveal, it's like, if, you know what I'm saying? When you're alone and you have these thoughts, it's not like the devil's like, hey, you're an idiot. Um, no, you are. No, it's not, hey, you're an idiot, what is it? I'm such a, I'm such a fool. Oh, I can't believe I did this again. How did I screw this up? And what's happening, it's not just you. You're getting supernatural help from the dark side from the Sith Lords. You're getting supernatural, the wrong help. And, and, but the Holy Spirit will be whispering to you about your righteousness, about who you really are. And I can't deviate too long. I do feel like I, wanna, I want to kind of come to the Holy Spirit's defense of it. See, I'm, I'm kind of like wanting to defend, to defend God in some ways. Because we will often say things, and I, and I realize that it can, it can be true, that, like, you know, oh, the Holy Spirit was convicting me of this sin. It's like, the Holy Spirit is, is too busy to convict you of that sin, okay? The Holy Spirit is not convicting you of the sin. Now, just understand that we don't need help from God to convict us when we screw up. We've got the devil and we've got our own spirit that knows when we screw up. And so, the Holy Spirit, what does the Holy Spirit convict us of? If you look in context of, he convicts the world of, you know, sin, righteousness, and judgment, um, and I don't know if I'm quoting that completely right, but the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. They don't know Jesus. They conv- the Holy Spirit convicts us of righteousness even though we've messed up. We are still right with the Lord. That's what he's trying to tell us. And then he convicts the devil of judgment because, hey man, you're going to burn. You're going to burn. You're going to burn. You're going to burn. And he loves telling the devil he's going to burn. Because the devil, there's no love in him. He is not a someone that is redeemable, that wants to be redeemed. All he wants to do is Kill, steal, and destroy, but Jesus has come to give life and that more abundantly. Okay, so I was sharing, back before I shared all of that, about Moses going into the presence of God. And Moses, again, was was having a, a revelation of what was going to be coming, this grace that you and I was relate to God by not by these commandments. Man, as soon as I got over, I'm like trying to keep the Ten Commandments and realizing that if I'm experiencing God's love, it's going to naturally happen. Not just... Not just, like, not steal. I don't walk by the bank or by whoever's car and say, I will not steal that car. I will not steal that car. Oh, I want to, yeah. No one does that, right? It's like, no, it's not, it's not that. It's, it's that. It's that Jesus, it's like people think, oh, Jesus made it soft that so you don't have to keep the commandments. Jesus made it impossible. He said, if you even want the car, you've sinned. Oh, no, I want your car, I've sinned. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned and has been... No, I'm sorry. It's my old thing. See, so Jesus made it impossible to keep. That's why he says, you, you and I, our goal is not to be human doings keeping all these rules. Our goal is to be in relationship with Jesus, and it automatically happens. And when we mess up, it's under the blood. There's this the flow of God's love that continually flows, not cheapening sin, because God specifically, and I specifically kept in the beginning about Jesus come as payment for sin, because, because sin and um, sin is a big deal with God. If it wasn't a big deal, the nails wouldn't have gone through Jesus' hands, hanging until he was asphyxiated and and dying suffering in that kind of a way. It's a huge deal. But it's no longer a huge deal for you and I that we have to be slaves to it, but that we can overcome. I realize I'm going off, but I'm, all, I'm, taught, I'm just on the subject of God being loved. So God reveals to Moses in that little instance in Exodus chapter 34, he shows him who he is the Lord, the Lord, merciful and gracious and loving and kind, showing love to thousands and then he goes on to say but not, but not excusing the sins of all of, of others and holding them holding those sins and you could look at that and say well God you're loving but you're kind of mean at the same time no God is love but God is just that's why he nailed Jesus to the cross God did that God did that okay I realize there were Romans that did it but it was like it had to be done God nailed Jesus to the cross so that sin would no longer have dominion over you and I. So all of God is love. But not all love is God. Think on that one a minute. He is 100% good. 100% loving. 100% kind. In spite of our experiences or our circumstances. And I've shared this a number of times. But we have people that kind of rotate in. That my biggest test of the, the love of God. Up until my wife had the heart attack this past year. Had been the year that we spent in in. Sunny California, Northern California. I'm not going to sing the song, okay? But we were in Northern California. Selah. And uh, we spent a year there. But, uh, and I shared of how, when I first went, I had this job. And you know, and I had I, I left the ministry here. And, and uh, it was supposed to be a sabbatical time. It was supposed to be all good. My son, my fourth one, uh, who's not here right now... Um, has struggled with that year ever since he left and said goodbye to his friends. And I thought that God was going to provide friends in that season for the kids. I thought it was going to be like that for Deb. I thought, I didn't realize it was like this going to be our family for a long time. And that I would be burning through equity in my house for a long time. Because I had this job all lined up. And then, you know, this young guy with the kids that had no equity in his house was like, you take the job. And then I'm like, oh, I'll just get another job. And the Lord's like, no, no, you won't. For a whole year, I didn't, I didn't have an income, and and I shared how, like, that whole year we were there, we we had sown into a lot of people's lives, you know, just by the grace of God. And like right up until we left, people would just bless us out of the blue, like just randomly, like oh. And I, I've shared about how, um, how, for for quite a stretch, that we were giving vehicles and stuff away. God would just. Give that away. Boom, we get something. Give that away. Boom, boom. It's like all this sowing and reaping. I know how God works. I am secure in the love of God and how all this works. And then we get to California and everything stops. No financial help. No, no nothing. It was like we were alone. And, and what I didn't understand was that this place where we, we, where, where we camped out for a year was known for the revelation of the goodness of God, the love of God. And the very thing that I was tested on was the goodness and the love of God and to the point where I'm like in the prayer chapel, like ready to curse. And I'm like walking around like, and then it was like, what shows, it was like the Lord... I mean, the Lord spoke to me in a lot of different ways, but what, what do you know that shows you that I love you if nothing else is going right? It's like, if I know nothing else. I know that Jesus died on the cross for me. That's enough. And that had to become enough. Before everything was returned or brought back without any hint that there would be that it would be. I had to know not existentially that God is love. I had to experience, even in the pain, the love of God. Because you know, and I I look and I say, God, like in so many ways, you've blessed us in so many ways you could have done better here but no i could have done better with this one but i and i realized that was a test zone or whatever but it's like god there's so many things i could be thankful for you know it's like every time i wake up and i see my honey there i'm like thank you lord because that didn't that could have been different that could have been different and i didn't want to have to go through the numbers and all the calls that i'd get like you know hey i know your life is in heaven you know take me, take me, and I'm like going through the thousands of requests. I'm, 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 I'm really, really feeling the love. You know, <laughs> Like, maybe, my, okay, I'll stop. It's like, that wasn't very kind. She would get more. So number, number one is that God is love. Number two, and I don't know why my numbers didn't come, Justin, but if you could go, that God shows his love. God, this is, this is how he shows it. God shows his love in Christ. This is love, period. What Jesus, who Jesus is, what he did, that is love. If we never get the cake and eat it too, if we never experience all the blessings of, you know, being a Christian, and, not, and that's why I, I never want to tell people, if you come to Jesus that, you know, you're just going to prosper, it's always going to be good. Yes, eventually you will prosper after you go through such testing that you will not even know. It's like, it's like I, don't, I don't even want to say... All the stuff that we're going to experience. And I shared how I never, like some of the things, the things that I would be tempted with now that I wasn't even tempted with before because it's like all the pies downstairs. You know? Are they a temptation? Well, if they were pizza, they'd really be a temptation, but I'm Italian and a pie is a pizza pie to make me. But, see love, All the things that that tempted me before I came to, that didn't, that didn't bother me before I came to Jesus. All of a sudden, it was like, I'm tested on everything. Like, God, why is this? And I realized that in God's love, God doesn't just let us go. God doesn't just leave us alone. He doesn't leave us to ourselves. He doesn't leave our character to just never develop. But he actually, like, puts us through these fires. And it's like, do I even theologically believe that? It's like, I don't care. It's like, it's true, but there's another in the fire. Right? But there's another in the fire. So God shows his love in this, in Christ. God has shown us his love by sending his only son into the world, First John 4, 9, so that we would have life through him. He laid down his life, we get his life. This is love. Not that we loved God, that's the not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be payment for our sins that separate us from God. For God so loved, What did God do when he wanted to show us his love? God so loved the world that he made gold everywhere, that he made, it's like, you know, I know. God so loved the world that he gave his one, his only, his best. Thankfully, it's not his only anymore, because we are all begotten children of God. But it was his best and his only at that time. And once again, we are God's children, but we are not God, okay? There's only one son of God, and that's Jesus. I'm not him, you're not him. All right. We just, just re-emphasizing that, God so loved that He gave. God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world. Boy, that's something the church needs to hear. Next time you're scrolling through YouTube and you see something really cool, and you look at the comment, you, you know, it's like, you know what? God didn't send His Son to condemn this person. Why are you doing it? Is this your ministry to condemn someone? I don't know. That just that really aggravates me. And um, if I were if I were God, I would make People disappear or do things. Do things that I shouldn't say from here. Because there's a lot of people right now that I would just have a lot of fun with. If it were Mike Almighty, so to speak. (laughs) You know, like, I'd be like the emperor. You know, power, absolute power corrupts. It's like, oh, no, I'd make a good mini-god, right? No, look what he's doing. You know, like the emperor with the electricity and frying him. No! Sorry. (sighs) Not really. This is love God shows in Christ. I've already emphasized that enough. Next next one, Justin. uh, God's love is a no fear zone. Oh, God's love is a no fear zone. How do you know? Litmus test. How do we know that we are in the love of God? Are we we confident? Are Are we settled in our heart and full of joy and peace? Or do we struggle with fear, like the evil foreboding? Something bad is going to happen. Something bad is going to happen. I'm doing good right now, but I know something bad is going to happen. That's no way to live. That's not any way to live. I've I've talked about that a lot. There's no way to live. God's love is a no-fear zone. Those who live in God's love live in God. God lives in them. There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment. And this is important for us to know. Whenever we struggle with fear, it, it, it says fear has to do with punishment. In some way, shape, or form, inwardly, we think that God is going to get us because of what we did. I know that people, it's like, I have to be very careful if I'm speaking and I talk about like the evil of, like, uh, aborting babies or, you know, like murdering children and all that. Because the reality is that society has told us that, and probably in this room it's happened, you know? And like, so the enemy would say to you, because you did that after telling you to do it, okay, after making it like, it's no biggie, it's just, it's, just, it's your body, it's not really real life over here, it's your body, it's all about you, it's all about you, and, and, and that's a message for another day. But when it's done, when the deed is done, God does not condemn. He does not, there's no fear that is from God of you being punished somehow for that. And and in what way punished? Well, for anyone who's ever had an abortion, and then maybe after that you tried to have a baby and you had a miscarry. I I knew that God was going to require that from my hand because of what I did. That is evil. That's not God. God does not do that. God does not do that, okay? We live in a fallen world, stuff happens. God's like, God doesn't, God receives every miscarried child and every, you know, I mean, it's like, heaven's going to be great because whenever any of us go there, we're going to be like, I'm going to be having kids and grandkids I never knew about, you know, from all these different things, you know, from miscarriages and, and, and that sort of thing. But God doesn't need him there, he needs him here. God loves him in heaven. He doesn't need them in heaven. He needs them here because there's a generation that, that needs to hear about the love of God. And what is the statistic? Maybe someone would know, since the Roe versus Wade deal, how many babies, what do they figure, 60, 70 million now? I forget what it is now. That A generation is not here, is gone. And I know first my dad would say, yeah, it's a whole generation that could have been working and putting into Social Security so we still have some and all that. I was like, yes, that's true. Pop. That is true. However, that's a generation that could be experiencing the love of God here and now and sharing that with with the generation. And so it's a there's a hole. It's a problem. It's, there's a hole. But if you have ever experienced taking a life, you know, and, and I realize military folks, it's a different kind of deal. But even so, I mean, there's still the struggle of of having taken someone's life. You know, even if it's not murder. You did it in line of duty and all that. What do you mean it's not murder? Murder is when. Oh I don't like you. I take your life. Stealing it from you. Versus, in, versus wartime. I guess I'm not i I'm, I'm supposed to be. A, what is the Anabaptist roots here. Um, many of you might not know that. But, but A lot of Anabaptists are kind of pacifists. I'm not a good, you, know, <laughs> you know say I'm not a good pacifist. Like, get them.
1: <sighs> you know?
0: And yet, it's like, you know what? We're going to get them, but we're not going to punish and hurt. We're going to get them with the love of God. So back to just the point for us personally. Again, it's not, we're not focusing on us loving others. That's another message for another time, although it's in First John. I kind of eliminated those verses because I didn't want to deal with that. There's two different things going on. We've got to experience God's love and, and, and the no fear zone. God's love, um, how's it say? God's love is a no fear zone. If we're experiencing fear, God wants to shower more love upon us. Shower the people you love with love. Show them the way that. <laughs> how many remember that song? Anyone? You guys are old. Okay. Um, next one. We can love, we can. In order, the, the verse actually says we love God because he first loved us. I just wanted to, to say we can now. We can love God because, uh, we can love others because, or in other words, we're empowered to love others because he first loved us. That's all I wanted to emphasize. But it would have been too long. We can love because he first loved us. So let me just ask, now that I've spent all the time talking about Human beings, how good of a lover are you? And keep your mind in the kingdom here, okay? Notice I don't have. I'm not opening my thing with the gold hanging here, and the, the well, forget it. I'm not gonna say it's it's gray now, okay? It's like okay, forget it. If it were there, I don't want your imagination going there. Stop, okay? How much of a, how good of a lover are you? When I say how good of a lover are you, I'm not talking about I want to sing that song, and I don't want to change your mind. But Stop. I'm not talking about suave, you know, el amor, amor, and that's, that kind of love. I'm talking about when you, you're driving around with stinking garbage in your trunk that someone else put there. Someone else did it. I didn't even do this. What? Why am I being punished for this? For one, you're not being punished, Although so the enemy would love to punish you. But... But that whole, that whole um, processing, bad is being done to me. Can I be a kind of filter? I'm thinking of, you know, like a water filter, something where some evil sewage water comes and filters and out comes this. I don't know if they have a filter like that, where this is like nasty stuff from the gas wells and all that that's coming. And then it comes out like, ooh, Kool-Aid. <laughs> it glows. It so. glows. No, better than that. But what kind of a filter? When, when evil is done, can I respond in love? Can I respond in love? I actually feel like I do better than I give myself credit for. I'll just say that. Because I always think that when I think about myself, I don't do very well in this. But I do... I, if I look back at my track record, let's thank God we're not judged by our track record, okay? If I look back, I, I, I feel like that there's grace in the moment when things happen. When people dump on you garbage or whatever that might be spew on you when people do that it's like how do i respond but the emphasis again even though it's i'm asking how do you respond the filter part of it has to do with how settled am i in god's love for me jesus was so good at at doing this and you know when we were singing the one song that you're perfect in all of your ways that as I'm singing that, it kind of those lyrics bother me a little bit at first, and then it and then and then it steers into to us or to you're perfect in all your ways, perfect in all. We know He's perfect. You're perfect, oh mighty. God. You know, it's like He's perfect to me. Oh, that was I love the little twist that the author did in that song, Good Good Father. You know what I'm talking about in that song. We could probably get the lyrics up there again, but I won't, I won't do that. You're perfect in all of your ways. You're perfect. In, it's like yes, God is perfect. Jesus. You know, loved everybody because he was Jesus. The whole point of Jesus living 33 years and not sinning was, was that he wasn't doing them as the son of God. He was doing it as a son of man. The ones who want to retaliate. The ones who feel the passions. You know, when I say passion, I think food and anger before I think about it. You know, like passion. I feel and Jesus felt those passions. I don't know. Did he have the thoughts? man, I'd like to bury my size 12 someplace. <laughs> His was 12. Mine's a little bigger than that. But he was 5'11 and whatever. <clears throat> but how good are we at, at being a channel of God's love? The great thing about about that whole concept is really in what I just said, because all, all we're really doing is just channeling or deflecting God's love. We, if we think we've got to come up with the feelings of love at the moment, that's where we stumble. Because no, no one who gets dumped on feels like love. I have these songs that come. I don't know, was it Dire Straits Bad Company? I feel like giving love, right? I feel like... Forget it. I don't know, I'm, I'll be... I'm, I have these songs that preach, I suppose. I feel like making pies. Okay. I feel like eating pies. Oh, God help me. We can love because he first loved us. Again, I'm not asking you to rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, because that's performance. I'm a terrible lover. What I mean by lover is passing God's love on to, I. you know, I just don't even think about it. Please someone just hit me because I just want the experience to love. I'm speaking, um, what's the word? Hypothetically, okay? I'm not saying come up and hit me so we can experience that. But that would be a good, that would be kind of a good, I don't know, experiment. All right, I'm going to stand here, and I want you all to just come, and everybody, you're looking at me, is this this really going to happen? Would it be fun? I don't know. Somebody like, I want to get back at you for what you did. Dave Horning's like, I'll come first. I'm coming out. He's like halfway down the one. I'm like, no, I'm only kidding. David. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> okay. The love of God. God's valentine to us is found in Christ. Um, if we could have all of our guitarists up on stage right now helping Kiana with a... See that, Kiana? We're on our way. Can we do that? You guys are here right now. Why don't we pick a song? Maybe Good Good Father or... Maybe not, whatever whatever you have. Just to kind of have it in the background. Look at all our young musicians. Here. And then <laughs> Oh, blessed are <I>, blessed <laughs> I, I go after <laughs> <pain>. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. Okay. The love of God. Jesus our val- Jesus God's Valentine. First of all, have you have you ever really received what God offered in Christ. Have you said, Jesus, I believe you died for me. Here's my life. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. Let's trade. You take my life. And I say it like that because I've shared this before, and I'll share it again right now as we're getting ready. I had a brother. uh, Like, our family was raised Catholic. We were raised in a Christian church, but none of us... Had our personal relationship with the Lord, we had never accepted Jesus Christ as our own, personally, our Savior. My brother Gary, who'd been away in a year in college, he came back. And we literally—I thought he—he he was gay when he came. I'm like, this, he was like, and ah, ah, you know, I'm like, and he came back and he's like, peace be with you. And also, you know, I mean, it kind of seemed like that. He was like really gentle and all that. Like, what is wrong with him? Well, Gary would leave these. And I don't know if he purposely, probably purposely did it. He would get these little booklets talking about, some of them about the love of God, and others about, like, if you don't repent, you're going to hell. You're going to burn forever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. And so I would get the little book, and I'd be alone with in the bathroom, whatever, and I'd be like, I don't want to die. I don't want to go to hell. I, you know, eventually I'll die, I suppose. But Jesus, I and I'd read the prayer. I accept you as my personal Savior. Um, I believe you died on the cross for me. come into my life, amen and I would go out the same way I'd go out the same way, same issues same challenges one day in September 1984 on the job, Isaac that all changed because I did not say Jesus, you know I, I, I receive you so I can go to heaven I was like, Jesus if you will save me here's my life I'm not holding anything back here you go and so I actually made a trade in that moment. I shared, it and the power of God came upon me. If you've never, you don't have to have a weird, you don't have to have a dramatic anything. It just, you just need to know that you're not adding Jesus to the list. You're actually giving your life to Him. He created you for a plan of purpose. You'll never be able to fulfill everything that He's created. I mean, that's a side issue. You'll never become what God created you to be without a relationship with the Creator. So that's what, so if you've never done that today, this is a good opportunity to do that. Just say, dear Jesus, let's just pray that together. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I want to live for you. I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to trade my life for your life. Here, here I am. I give you everything. And I receive everything you are. In the name of Jesus. You did that from your heart. You are a new creature in Christ. You are born again. You are welcome to the family of God. That is something that, that's worth the price of admission. If everything else goes wrong and you, you die and you are forever in heaven with, with the Lord or on the new earth and all, you know, and all experiencing the love of God forever and ever, it was all worth it. But it, but it's not going to be all bad until you die. It's going, be, it's going to be trials. It's going to be hard at times, but you're not alone. You're with family. So God's Valentine to us, the love of God. I do want to focus once uh, one more time on the on the fear zone, the no the no fear zone as we're closing out. God, it hurts the heart of God to have His children living afraid. They're afraid of Him. That's the worst thing. Afraid of Him. We're afraid that something bad is going to happen. We're just living in with anxieties and fears. God hates depression. God hates anxieties. God hates, the, what is it, seasonal affective disorder. It was never his intention for that to happen. It was probably going to be subtropical forever. And if you, in heaven, if you want to ski, you'll be skiing in subtropics. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work out, but it'll work out. The, the no fear zone. Just anyone, if you could actually, if we could just maybe, uh, we'll do it like this. We could just kind of close our eyes. Just slip up your hand if you struggle at all with fear. If you can just slip up your hand, if you're struggling at all with fear. God, I just right now pray for those that are, are they're extending their agreement with this prayer right now by raising their hands. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you that your love for each one is perfect. For your children, Lord, is perfect. I pray right now that revelation of your love would just come upon every man and woman, Father, that's raising their hand right now or that's had their hand raised. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus... And I right now take, by the authority that Christ has given me, I cast right now out of your life that spirit of fear that's been hounding you in Jesus' name. I take authority over that spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. You say, well, you know what? Maybe the the enemy has a stronghold. It's really simple to repent. It's really simple to say, okay, I did whatever that might have given the enemy a stronghold. God, I'm sorry for that. I renounce that. I repent of that. Now that stronghold is no longer there. There's, there's no longer a foothold that the enemy can stay. So spirit of fear, you go in Jesus' name. You go in Jesus' name. When we, when we see, when we lose loved ones, when we have, sick parents that divorce, when we go through abuse, when we go through things like that, it, it, it creates a place for the enemy to try to live and attach himself. But in Jesus' name, God, I thank you for the healing balm and the healing power of God coming upon my brothers and sisters right now. If you've ever experienced, I just want to pray for this right now. If you've ever experienced a a violent sexual act against you, in Jesus' name, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I break right now the power of that spirit that is trying to pour garbage on you and has been doing that since that happened. In Jesus' name, we, we remove that right now and throw that out, throw that off you in the name of Jesus. Just like the garbage that Amy threw, finally got rid of into the dumpster. In Jesus' name, we say, devil, you will not any longer condemn the people of God. You will stop condemning in this way. In Jesus' name, in these areas of that, that have caused fear to come, cause fear to be there, in Jesus name. So often there's a you know, often the Lord will lead us to the root and then show us that He's there and bring healing. Uh, and I'm not like a Theophastic counselor or anything like that, but that's a really an important uh, important part of our journey. Is that we we're not in this alone. And and. Even though I don't believe there's a spiritual gift necessarily of counsel, there, the spirit of the living God is the spirit of counsel and he will teach us. And, and God has people that have wisdom that have that have either gotten free in these areas that can help you get free. I don't wanna I don't wanna pretend or act like you just come to church and I just pray over that and you're never gonna have issues again. Sometimes no. Sometimes there's some other step or you know, sharing with someone else. In fact, with that being said, uh, Miss Tracy, Miss Amy, would you, would you mind coming down here right now just being